guys, this is Silas Horror signing on for the inaugural episode of Silas, hashtag Silas Horror. <laughs> Long switch from Odd Broad. But um, like I said, I was going to do horror movie reviews and I'm going to be reviewing the new Children of the Corn. So I was going to read you the, uh, the, whatchamacallit, the description. And, uh, yeah. Let's see. Possessed by a spirit in a dying cornfield, 12-year-old Eden recruits the other children in her small town to go on a bloody rampage and kill all the adults. Alright, so, what do we know about the original Children of the Corn? The antagonist was... Isaac followed by Malachi. <laughs> and we all know who Malachi was. He was that scary redhead dude. Redhead kid. <laughs> I think that's where everyone got the whole concept that gingers are evil. Because Malachi was like the main example. <laughs> but uh, let me read you the original synopsis. Let me see... I could pull it up because it's all about the new children of the corn. Okay, here we are. I got it. So, set in a fictitious rural town of Gatlin, Nebraska, the film tells the story of a malevolent entity referred to as He Who Walks Behind the Rose. So, in the children of the new children of the corn um, trailer, they call him He Who Walks. Which is kind of like, meh. You're, you're lacking emphasis. <laughs> I mean, I used to watch this, the original, over and over with, and then now, you know, um, my kid actually got obsessed with it when she was in kindergarten. <laughs> Never trust your babies with horror movies. Or don't trust that they're asleep because she will, I woke up to her watching this movie. So it's kind of like, what? But as we were saying, as he who walks behind the rose, which entices the town's children to ritually murder all the town's adults, as well as a couple driving across the country to ensure a successful corn harvest. So, this is actually a um, thing by um, Stephen King. It is based on Children of Corn by Stephen King. This was a uh, long-going franchise. They had uh, the TV show. They had a TV remake of it. Um, they had movies. Different movies. Like, how many movies? <laughs> um, let's count, shall we? So, hold on. I'm trying to load the page up, and it's giving me a hard time. I know, Frankie, I know. My cat's making noises. He don't like it. <laughs> so, like I said, this is the inaugural, I guess, a, say movie review on Children of the Corn. Might as well do it now because it's been, like, waving its little thing in my face. Though ads and shit for it. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to watch it or not. You know. 
So it's actually like a lot. There's like a lot of different children of the corn movies. And let me see. <laughs> Let's see the score on Rotten Tomatoes. <coughs> I heard it's kind of low. <coughs> because, um... Sometimes people should not remake movies that they have no business remaking. And I know there's a lot of us film people, film critics in our own right. I guess you could say they're obsessed with different series, different movies. And they don't feel great about the remakes. Like, I know they're remaking The Crow and it's set to release, I think, this year. So I'm going to see how that is. And I don't know, because there can only be one Eric Draven, and that was Brandon Lee, in my opinion. <laughs> I know um, they were saying that the um, everyone was up for a reboot, and they had different different people doing the reboot, like for the original Crow. The first Crow with Eric Draven, they had Jason Momoa, they had... Uh, some other guy, I forgot his name. Yeah, they they actually did show the screen, the screenshots of um, like the screen test where Jason Momoa painted up as Eric Draven, and it it did not fit the vibe at all. So it's like, ugh. all right, here is the score on the tomato meter. It's twelve percent. Audience score thirty eight percent. Fewer than 50 verified readings, so let me see. Let me read the, the comments. Boring and bland, what a shucker. <laughs> the little evil girl gives pretty solid performance in a terrible movie. Mm -hmm. No, you can read it, it goes to both place. It's a lot of screaming and blood and the kids giggling while clutching their rusty farm equipment, but none of it leads to anything. Wow. Okay. Unfortunately, the meandering script gets lost in the additional nuance rather than bringing it down like a cleaver. Okay. So, there's also good readings. Ratings on there. <laughs> They're comparing this girl to Damien from the omen oh my gosh all right so that's the Rotten tomatoes thing i want i just want to see the other the other series like why are they doing to me here uh here we go wait wait for it So there's actually a whole list of how they're ranked as well. Um, trying to read up on this and all this good, just good stuff before I even watch it. Every Children of the Corn movie ranked. And this is on MovieWeb.com. So it has a franchise of 11 films. And this is actually derived from a short story from horror author, author Stephen King. 
And he does one hell of a job writing some horror books because fucking it is pretty scary. <laughs> I have it, Carrie. I think I have Thinner. There's some other books that he has um, that he has written. And I, I actually, I like the, his, the way he writes is pretty cool. Dark, ominous. Misery was one hell of a one. He wrote Misery, right? Yeah, who could forget, who could forget The Shining? Shining was pretty crazy. My my kiddo, who was, what, nine at the time, begged to watch The Shining. And she sat through the whole thing. Told me to pause it when she had to go bathroom, but yeah. <laughs> Alright, so here we go. Oh, the list is loading. So. Let me read you the um, little... Um, descriptions they have for everything. Why is it not loading? Uh-huh. Talking about the first one. About the first couple of subplots. Um, where the cult practices ritualistic killings in order to have a healthy, healthy crop. And they worship a deity known as he who walks behind the rose. As you're going to see, the antagonist was the, um, Isaac. And then he was in a different one, too. They brought him back for how many movies, which was kind of funny and sad at the same time. So, um, let's see. Watch out, here comes Fat Boy. He's going to jump on you. Fat Boy is what I call my kitty. He's a little fat dude, but he's adorable. And we love him. Alright, here we go. So you got the first Children in the Corn, which was in 80 something, popped up. And then you have the sequels. Ranked at number 11, Children of the Corn Revelation, the 2001 direct-to-video franchise. Um, Children of the Corn Revelation was one of the weakest in the series, even with the interesting storyline. It follows a young woman named Jamie who travels to Omaha in search of her missing grandmother. Yet, she finds a nearly abandoned apartment uh, building with creepy children roaming the halls and the town of with people who don't seem to answer her questions. Eventually, she learns her grandmother was part of a religious cult as a child and is one of the survivors after a mass suicide. This leaves Jamie struggling to escape the terrifying apartment building and its dark forces. Huh. Okay, was she part of the corn cult? So, that was ranked at 11. I mean, storyline foot looks okay. I mean, kind of, sort of. Uh, let's see. Children of the Corn... Five, Fields of Terror. <sighs> Another little ranking installment is the fifth entry of the the series. Released in, directly to video in 98. 
This film follows a group of college friends on a road trip to Los Angeles. After getting lost in a rural area, their vehicle is destroyed by the evil children working under the cult leader Ezekiel. The story goes on to uncover the unusual tropes of the franchise, which characters are trying to escape the town, and its secrets about its history being revealed. So we already know that it's pretty much same basis. Uh, the only thing is that it was known for being Eva Mendes's um, first feature film. And she was a teenager at that time, and this is her teen slasher movie. I mean, every think most of the teeny boppers and the, the generations all start out in horror movies. I mean, look at Johnny Depp in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Gwen. <laughs> um... The cheesy dialogue and confusing plot are made worse by how it feels. Lacks character development. I mean, not to be a spoiler sport, but even Mendes fucking plunging backwards into the fire is pretty much the big kaboom. Ranked at number 9 is the new Children of the Corn. It was it had a limited release in 2020 before the short theatrical run and on-demand availability on Mar- in March 2023. This is steps far from the traditional characters of Isaac and Malachi, introducing a new group of killer kids. And the uh, protagonist, protagonist, aka the heroes, are a bunch of high school kids. Huh. Half reboot, half prequel. Okay. Number eight, Children of the Coin, Genesis. So, keeping with the theme of the straight-to-video releases, follows a typical trope of young of a young couple, Tim and Allie, becoming stranded after the car breaks down, and two take shelter with the man only known as Preacher and his wife, until the tow truck can pick them up. With a strict warning not to wander too far from the house, of course, Allie is drawn from the house. After hearing a child crying from the barn, leading them on the race for survival against the twisted inhabitants of the area. So this is the ninth installment. I think they said Malachi, not Malachi, Isaac was in this one. But he was all like old and shriveled up like a little California raisin. So, I don't know. Uh, let me see. Okay. Ranking at number seven, Children of the Corn Runaway. Released in 2018, Children of the Corn Runaway is one of the lesser known entries in the series. This story follows a young pregnant woman named Ruth who is trying to live her life in hiding after escaping from an evil cult. Although she manages to stay out of sight for over a decade, the menacing forces from her cat past catch up to her and her son. This leaves her to no choice but to either keep running or face the horrors of the murderous children head-on. This is one of the slower entries in the franchise, but it makes up for it with its impressive amount of bloodshed. Something many of the sequels lack. The story of this installment also seems to try and break down the classical elements of the original, connecting the characters to Children of the Corn, to The Final Sacrifice. Who's that other guy? Do you remember the other dude on Children of the Corn, too? Wasn't his name Tobias or something like that? The um, the dark-haired kid. Huh. I'm trying to remember. Maybe I should watch all the Children of the Corns and see if it's worth it. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, speaking of the Isaac, 
Children of the Corn 666, Isaac's Return. The sixth installment of the franchise, Children of the Corn 666, Isaac's Return, is a breath of fresh air after a decade of uninspiring sequels. So, I'm just going to say it. If you start trying to remake a movie and you fuck up the formula, it's going to stay fucked up no matter how no matter how much you try to remedy it. It doesn't matter. You could do a billion Halloweens, and it's still the same. You could do a billion Hellraisers, they're still the same. Except for the new one that's on Hulu. I mean, this, the, the um, Hell Priest in this one, freaking, oh god, the female pinhead, she's awesome. Gotta give it up to her. But Riley, as a character, I couldn't, I did not like. She pissed me off a lot in the whole movie. So, yeah. I know everyone has their opinion, and that one's mine. Riley sucks. <laughs> um, let's see. You could do you could do a billion different movie franchises and keep repeating the same formula. It's either gonna turn out good or bad, depending on how you flex it and how you put it together. All the in in general, I mean, oh. I mean, look at The Exorcist. They okay. They should have just left two and three out. There was no unnecessary meaning for two and three. The like the the Exorcist was pretty much a masterpiece in its own right. It's terrifying, you know. It begrudges innocence, all this shit, right? And then now they have a new one coming out, and I think I'm gonna go see that one and review this one. But seeing the previews, that shit kind of scared me, gave me the chills. So I think it's worth it. And I'm watching that shit in the theater. <laughs> okay, so back to the descriptions. Oh no, my TV turned off. Because it's on sleep. Okay, so. Continuing on. As the sixth entry of the franchise is a fresh breath of air. Breath of fresh air. I can't talk right, guys. Pardon me. After a decade of uninspiring sequels, in this sequel, Hannah visits the town of Gatlin in search of her mother and the true children of the corn fashion ends up in a car crash. <laughs> that leads her to find answers about her sin- about the sinister cult. One of the greatest elements of the movie is the return of Isaac, played by John Franklin, who was the key piece to the original classic. So this is the original Isaac, my my fellow uh, horror enthusiasts, my boys and girls, my kitties. This, ooh, yeah, yeah. So John Franklin was the actual original Isaac. And, he was a creepy little dude, dude. <laughs> I hate to say it. He's fucking... He terrified me when I was a kid. I always thought he was going to come... Wait, is that the new um, Walking Dead? Where both oh, wait. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So, Daryl Dixon's coming out with the Walking Dead series is- Dropping the Daryl Dixon um, episodes soon. I think I'm going to check those out. Okay. So, 
Yet, even with all the moving parts that should be made up this, in this great installment, it still falls short. Franklin's acting is strong but cannot make up for the rest of the plot, which is convoluted and feels drawn out. Children of Corner 666, Isaac Return, Isaac's Return, had the potential to shine in the sea of boring. Uh, but, unfortunately, it falls into the same pattern as many of his predecessors. Children of the Corn 4. The Gathering. The Gathering. Okay, so. This takes part. Stars Naomi Watts as Grace and Karen Black as her mother, June. The great, late Karen Black. Yeah. Karen Black. We all know who Karen Black is, right? She was one of the one of the horror movie icons. Y'all know her as Mama Firefly. Y'all know her as the crazy lady off of the original trilogy of horror, trilogy of terror, that was the little doll. Yep, she was Mama Firefly. She was in The Great Gatsby. She was in Invaders from Mars. She had a lot of movies under her belt. Karen Black. Day of the Locust. Killer Fish. <laughs> yeah, she had a lot of movies under her belt. I mean, some of them were... No, no, most of them were not a lot of horror movies. But she uh, did a bunch of different ones. She did The Devil's Rejects. She was in The House of Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, she was in the It's Alive movie franchise. Um, it's Alive 3. <laughs> Out of the Dark. Children of the Night. She was what you, call, what you would call the, like, one of the scream queens of the generations. She's like Jamie Lee Curtis. She's a scream queen. <laughs> so... The fourth movie is the fifth row of number five on the list. So, back to what I was saying. Karen Black is her mother, June. Grace has just returned to her mother's house in Nebraska in effort to overcome her agoraphobia. So, to care for her siblings. However, as soon as after her arrival, all of the town's children start developing fevers and violent behavior towards the adults. The unusual battle between good and evil ensues, keeping it a steady pace for most of the movie before ending it in a predictable finale. So, it was okay, then I just like, meh. Children of the Coin in 2009. This was a made-for-TV edition. As you guys know, made-for-TVs are usually rated PG, and most of it's taken the stuff out of the... The violence out of the whole thing to make it watchable for all families. Okay, right now is the start of it, and they're gonna kill a sheep. A goat. A goat. Aw, what'd the goat do to you? Oh shit. Starting off with stabbing of the father. So, I just push play on this thing.
So you may or may not hear it in the background. I'm going to pause or mute it from time to time. So right now, little boy just, yeah. I'm not going to spoil a lot. I'm just going to give my inputs. <laughs> okay. Ominously looking. Holy shit. <gasps> they gassed them. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, so this version of Children of the Corn had a lot of mixed reviews. It was like a stain, disdain for a lot of scares. Um, it just lacked the, the luster of the true horror. Okay, so number three is Children of Corn 3 Urban Harvest. So this takes place in a, um, in Gatlin transport. Like during Gatlin's transport of the kids. Um, it says they cost more than. Cost more than Ray-Bans, MKs, and LVs. Huh. True. Wow. So, this derives off of the whole Children of the Corn 2 when they transferred the kids to Gatlin, from Gatlin to Chicago. Um, it starts off with two brothers, Eli and Jonathan, who are removed from Nebraska and put into the after their father's death to put into the foster care system. Eli is the brother who compasses, encompasses evil, while Jonathan the good struggles to adapt to his new life and make friends. Eli is disgusted with the modern world and attempts to bring the same destruction that happened to Gatlin into the new city by praying to he who walks behind the rose. So, the character he who walks behind the rose is technically Satan. That's who he who walks behind the rose is. I don't think people kind of like comprehend that. <laughs> okay. So that was the third of the list. Number two, the final sacrifice is the second installment of the Children of the Corn. Uh, this happens in Gatlin. And this reporter comes in and tries to um, see what's going on. So, uh, yeah, he who walks behind the rose continues to ravage the young minds of Gatlin and in the form of, I think his name was uh, Tobias. Yeah, that one was cool. I actually liked it. I liked that one, too, because there was a part where this guy's in church and... You see the the little cult dude. Oh, that's pretty. It's twenty dollars a ticket. Oh shit. And um, in this scene, there's a dude wearing glasses, and he looks kind of like just jacked or whatever. And uh, you see the little leader of the cult of said cult. He's got this little wooden doll. 
and he starts fucking digging at it with a pocket knife, and the guy starts bleeding from his nose, and then it gets just from a nosebleed to his ears, to his eyes, everything's bleeding. And when it, when the priest looks at the kid, he drops the doll and walks away, and you can see the doll all fucking just jabbed up and shit. Fucking terrible, <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah, so this is, and then the number one is actually the original, the nineteen eighty four classic Children of the Corn. And is at the top of the list, and it opens with a little backstory on the town of Gatlin, showing Isaac and Malachi, the two of the cult leaders, as they perform a ritual to honor he who walks behind the rose and leads their followers to murder the town's adults. Then it picks up a few later as Bert and Vicky, Vicky are traveling through on their way to Seattle. Stranded, a standard story ensues, and the two hitting a young boy running out from the corn, only to discover his throat had been slashed before the accident. And in a battle against the cult children to save themselves and destroy the cornfield to stop the reign of terror. So, Linda Hamilton was in this one. She was the old character Vicky. She was actually cool in that one. I liked her in this one. I mean, she's actually in what? Sarah Connor. Yeah, Sarah Connor in a slasher film. <laughs> and she's supposed to be filming uh, bits and pieces in um, Stranger Things, the, the final the, uh, season. Final season. Yeah, so I'm going to be back in a little bit. I'm going to watch this and check it out to see if it's worth it. And I'll get back with you guys in a bit. So enjoy. Correction. <laughs> the kid's name was Micah in the movie. I totally fucked it up. <laughs> Children of the Corn 2, Final Sacrifice. I meant to say his name was Micah. I, I could have sworn it was Tobias or some shit. I don't because I remember I was like five or six, and I was like, I like his hair, he's pretty. Watching, I was watching this shit when I was like six. <laughs> that should explain a lot, but yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> okay, so. I'm halfway through. Let's <laughs> make it. <laughs> This movie's making me laugh more than it's terrifying me. I mean, it's pissing my mom off. We all know my mom from the previous uh, episodes. She's been on there with me. You know it takes a lot to piss her off. In this case, it took less. Yeah. All I is kick her little ass all the way into the cornfield. And cut her throat. So it starts off as a little girl named Eden... Um, she's the antagonist of the movie. Protagonist is a chick named Bo. I don't like her hair. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> Eden had a look like a Jesse look like a Jesse wig from fucking Toy Story, cause she's just like her too. <laughs> but um, she looked like Chucky. You can't. <laughs> what's the golden rule about horror movies and redheads? You can't trust them, cause they're off to kill you or some shit. <laughs> but um, Chucky's sister. I think it's his cousin. <laughs> so it starts off with the, with the um, town is going into ruins because their corn crops are not growing thanks to GMOs and pesticides that the government gave that land or gave those people. 
So they're trying to, you know, get rid of, sell off whatever they can and move on. But how's that supposed to help them? I mean, is that pissing the kids off or what? I, assumingly so, because the, oh. the protagonist, the girl Bo, she's like, we need to do something about this and... We, I can have the connections. I have the number to call this lady. She answered me back. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, let's save the town. After the town meeting, little girl Eden runs into the cornfield starts crying. And this cornstalk hand comes out of nowhere and starts, like, petting her like she's a little animal. <laughs> so I think that's how he who walks behind the rose <laughs> comes to her. But the thing is... They do not call him he who walks behind the rose. They just call him he who walks. Which is kind of retarded. Because it takes away the anticipation of actually he who walks behind the rose. And we all know who that's supposed to be Satan. In previous movies. Anyways. So we're at the scene where the kids are taking over. And she's got a horse. And she's parading around out there at the jailhouse or whatever. And she's shocking people. <sighs> I'm halfway. Th- yeah, they started off the parents now, and it's just like, eh. it's it's not giving me great. It's I don't I'm not loving this. Speaking of, um, new movies coming out besides The Exorcist, uh, The Believers. I believe there is a new Saw coming out. That is the one I want to see. It's giving me the promises of that they're giving. They're giving him more time. No, he he. They they deceived him. Yeah. So uh, the previous. He supposed to have cancer. He had cancer, and then he went to Mexico City, to get cured of that cancer. But to find out, they never operated on him. No. They They operated, but they didn't. They they, didn't remove the tumor. They did not take the tumor out. When he found out. And oh gosh, he brought back Amanda. If y'all know who Amanda is in the Saw franchise, I mean, it got me all excited to see Amanda there because Amanda was, like was the shit. She was his little protege. I was wondering for Donnie Wahlberg to pop back back up too, but didn't he die in one of the other ones? I don't know. I don't remember. But yeah. So, anyways, uh, back to this movie. See, this is how bored I am. I'm talking about other movies besides this one. I mean... There's really nothing good this summer. Really. Yeah, there's not really good horror movies this summer. I mean, the fall I can understand because it's Halloween's coming up and all this good shit. And I believe I'm going to be, like, seeing a bunch of scary movies. Halloween. Maybe. We'll see. We forget we got on demand. <laughs> we get on demand shit. On demand means renting, renting it or buying it, whatever. Doing Grubhub or Uber Eats and just chilling and watching the shit out of that movie. Because that way we know we just turn the channel if we get too scared. <laughs> watch it in the daytime. Okay, so, so my mom doesn't like watching scary movies. Well, but, unless, kids are unless someone's with her and it's daytime. watching the exorcist at night. I, I, I got her to watch the exorcist at night. The one movie I refuse to watch either day or night is fucking The Entity. That movie just fucking terrifies me. 
the music is unnerving. It's just like you just, it makes you anxious. I got balled up my fist so hard my nails were like digging into my hand watching that movie. Lucky I didn't cut the skin though. Yeah, I mean, it, seeing that for the first time when I was like, I think, ten or eleven, kind of like scarred me. Yeah, scarred me. <laughs> and if you know what the entity entity is, it's just check it out. Just look it up, or, or find the movie, rent it, watch it. But I'm gonna caution you, trigger warning: it, it does have scenes of rape. <laughs> But you don't see the rapist. The rapist is the entity itself. Alright. So. I'm going to go back to this movie and watch the rest of it. And then give you guys my ending opinions on this. So, yeah. Stay tuned. Oh my lord. Okay, I just finished it. Okay, this is why Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 12% rating because it sucked. Not only is the, oh my god, the protagonist is like the whole cause of this whole shit, but the antagonist is just a little fucking asshole. Like, I wanted a drop kicker <laughs> even in the fucking movie. I mean, the original and the second one were the best. I mean, the original antagonist will and always will, is and always will be Isaac and Malachi I mean, and Micah. But holy shit. I mean, the plot is baseless. Supposedly. But what's the plot? Save the cornfield because the rest of it. I mean. They were gonna like mow it down anyways and. Um, so what was the plot? <laughs> I. They were gonna sell it to get like some and then move on to another or whatever, but apparently the eco-friendly Bo didn't like that, and she got that little girl all riled up. Oh my god! I mean, it, the plot is baseless. The monster is horrible. Supposedly that's supposed to be he who walks behind the rose, and he looks like a fucking walking broccoli stick. <laughs> it's supposed to be a giant corn stock. It's a corn monster. Look like Beverly corn water, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, I just didn't like it. I kind of had my feelings that I wasn't going to like it anyways in the first place. Because, like I said, if you do a movie, do movies, you got to make sure you stick to the formula. Or it doesn't work. If you stray against it and you do some bullshit little plot twist, people are not going to follow along with it. I'm having these socks I think these ones are in the bag somewhere. One of the other bags I put away. But yeah, so. I sat through a whole hour of that shit. I'm sitting there laughing because, like I said, the plot is baseless. And I'm just like, people thought this was scary. Paranormal activity is more scary than this. Yeah. Do I recommend people to watch it? If you like corny remakes, then go all for it. 
be like clueless little people watch it and the kids were so annoying that little girl was just like annoying she has a little granny just like shit eating granny wanting to smack off So, anyways, that was my little bullshit review on Children of the Corn that was released this year. Would I recommend people watch it? Nah. Don't waste your time. It's just, it's just gonna piss you off in the end and you're gonna even, like, you're gonna even say, like, I wasted my time watching this shit. You know? (laughs) Like, I I would rather sit through all 11 of the, uh, like, all the other 10 installments of the movie, then watch this one. I would rather sit there watching Vampire in Brooklyn than watch this one. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the first of uh, my horror movie reviews, I guess you want to call it. But yeah, uh, tune in probably... Next Saturday, I'm going to be reviewing some other movies. Don't know yet, but... Don't know what movie yet, but yeah. Saturday? He ain't going to be here. Um, oh. Duh. <laughs> we're relocating. We're relocating in a new place, new thing. Well, not a new place, but... You know what I mean. I'm going back to the city. So... You'll be hearing my shenanigans elsewhere. Um, I'm going to try to get some other stuff going, too. Uh, like, my review on it on my Instagram, which is at Silas Horror, or my Twitter, at Silas Horror. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> this was just, like, a total, I don't know moot point to watch it I, I kept seeing it and I was like okay maybe I'll just watch it and see if it's worth it and if it was uh we could check it out you know see if it was worth like any type of thing it wasn't I mean it was not I am repeating myself and I can do it because it's my podcast boys and girls, my boys and ghouls. Yeah, tune in next time when I'm gonna figure out what other movie to watch. Um, yeah. This has been Silas Horror and you heard my review on Children of the Corn and my little oopsie when I mistakenly need Micah Tobias. <laughs> oh god. The corn monster was so freaking stupid. It's like, you ever seen that episode of the Powerpuff Girls when the alien broccoli are coming to, like, attack the city of Townsville? That's what it looked like to me. <laughs> oh, man. Alright, he got my mo- he got my socials. And I shall see you next time. Bye!